You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Hello, Sid Talk. Hello. Um, welcome to the podcast. Uh, we've got, we usually do, before the after the show thing at the beginning. Uh, but this week we ain't going to do that because last week this is an addendum, addendum, ombudsman, ombudsman, addendum. They don't know why that's funny. Addendum. This is an addendum to last week's uh, podcast where we foolishly, like fools, both of us were fools. I beg your pardon. I'm not in charge of reading that stupid sheet every week. You are in charge of that. I didn't do my best impersonation of Ron Burgundy because I didn't read everything on the sheet. So. What we left out was our movie recommendations for last week. And the movie last week was... Sid Talk's not going to remember. I don't. It was Ant-Man. <laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> and, a lot of things have happened since last week. And the, it was like only a, a few <laughs> days ago in our time. <laughs> if you'd give me a second, I would have remembered. <laughs> so, um, based on the movie Ant-Man, my two recommendations for you are on the Paul Rudd theme... I love you, man. I really like that movie. It's a funny movie. Uh, you should see that if you like of Paul Rudd. Of course you do. And my, on the Michael Douglas tip, who was also in Ant-Man, I would go for Falling Down. I think that is my favourite Michael Douglas movie. It is like... So, it's not Michael Douglas on the screen to me. It's this defense guy. He's absolutely... It's amazing. Cha- it, it's changed. very of its time. Yeah, it's really an amazing but movie. But it's also timeless. I'm, I'm going to go out there and say both yeah. Robert Duvall, also amazing it. So, you have yours. Mine will be also in the Michael Douglas Devane, and I'm going to say Romancing the Stone. Devane? Because it is this, it is the quintessential, I think, beginning of, not his career, obviously, because you go back to Cuckoo's Nest as a producer, all that kind of stuff, and Streets of San Francisco. But for us to go like, whoa, big action kind of guy, kind of, sort of, Romancing the Stone. And then one of my first... Like, wow, he's totally different kind of drama, even though it had been drama before. It was Wonder Boys, because it was quite kind of low, not low, like a subtle and a quiet little movie, but it was really good. But Falling Down is obviously the best movie out of all those <laughs> movies we just mentioned. It's um, pretty good. Yeah, it is good. So, uh, moving on to this week, we are sorry, this week we won't forget the movie recommendations. I think last week I told you I was through for a loop because we didn't have a Blu-ray of Ant-Man and there was no extras to talk about and the movie recommendations come straight after the extras. So I just skipped the entire section. So sorry about that, people. So this week it will be... So you are like Ron Burgundy. (laughs) You have to go by your strict little laws. So yeah, we're back on track. So it's Saturday... It will be Saturday, December the 5th. This is after the show 404... The movie we're looking at this week is Vacation. It's a 2015 movie. You can pick it up on Blu-ray now from Warner Brothers. It's rated R for mild sexual something. I remember reading that at the beginning. So Sid Talk, give us the synopsis of the movie Vacation. Really? A Griswold husband slash father decides to take his family on a vacation. What's a Griswold? <laughs> if you listen to a movie podcast and you don't know what a Griswold is, 
I'm not here to hold your hand. All right. It's very, very simple. Have you seen Vacation? It's Vacation. Don't listen to what they tell you in the movie. It's the same. Yeah. All right. So moving on to the movie Vacation, we both have our opinions of the movie Vacation. I have some opinions. You have some opinions. So let me start with my opinions. Um, I didn't see the trailer to this. I did know that they were making a... What, what would you call it? A modern version of National Lampoon's Vacation. It's funny how the National Lampoon's um, moniker disappeared over the years. What, what was that? I don't actually understand what that was. What do you mean? It was a comic or a, a newspaper? Or what, what, what was National Lampoon's? Not sure. No. <laughs> I thought it was like, a, you know, like Mad Magazine, like mm-hmm. a satirical thing. But it, it dropped like it was National Lampoon's Vacation... National Lampoon's European Vacation, and then after that... Oh, there, there was, was loads no, of other National No, I mean for, the, for this uh, oh. series. Oh, um, right. And obviously it's nowhere to be found now, but... Um, I don't know. Yeah, I've always wondered. I have to look it up on Wikipedia, so somebody maybe can tell me. Um, so, I'm familiar with the original Vacation, and I told you a story about it earlier, which is, you know, like a lot of people our age, you probably watched a lot of movies from... D- uh, DVD, VHS rental stores back in the day. And I was, you know, young and I went in and we picked, you know, I didn't know what half of the movies were in there. I never heard of them. It wasn't the day, it wasn't the time where you could go on the internet and see what all the movies were coming out. So I picked up this movie called National Lampoon's Vacation, went home, loved it like a lot of people did, thought it was really funny, rewatched it. It's kind of a rewatchable movie. And then I remember going back into the video shop only days later, just looking for something else and there being another National Lampoon's European vacation on the shelf and it was like there's another one like I I had no idea and it was like a like I said to you it's like going into the VHS store watching Star Wars then coming back not knowing any you know thinking I like that and there's a bunch more Star Wars movies so that's how I watched it on VHS I rewatched it a lot it was always actually on TV and on a holiday like Christmas and not just the Christmas one just the vacation movies um so I love them they're really of the time. They're like super dated, but still funny. I still love it when Chevy Chase runs across the desert with his <laughs> shirt on his head. Um, and they're just some funny, there's some real funny stuff in those movies. So this one, a modern day version of Vacation with Rusty, one of the... The son. Who's never played by the same person anyway, so it was kind of fit fitting. Um, I feel like this movie... Super missed the mark for what it was trying to do. Ooh, I'm so glad you said that. Um, it It's a shell of the movie Vacation. It's like, but it's also a like super generic adult comedy of today. Like, they're all kind of the same now. There's some swearing. They do some... Some swearing. Gee, you know what Christmas. I mean? There's, there's swearing. There's some outrageous scenes. That's how a modern day comedy seems to work nowadays, right? You know, somebody gets cum in the hair. I think we have to blame it on something about Mary. No, no, no. We can. We How it's it every, No, it just increases over time. Like the dead dog being drugged behind the car in the original vacation is a thing that people would have gone, oh, that's not funny, but oh my God, it's so funny. Now that mm. is one of those things. The cup oh, in the hair or, yeah. or the ejaculate in the hair. It's not anything new or interesting. It just was one more step. Toward a movie like this, where you have the F word, and I say the F word a lot. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that doesn't bother me. Don't, I'm not saying it bothers me, but it's so... It's not funny, though. It isn't funny at all. And, you know, having a kid say the F word has been done before. Bad words. Um, yeah. There's different movies where they've had a kid swear. 
And I feel that that's even starting to get old now. Like, it's not actually... Starting to get old? Yeah. It's so boring. It's unbelievable. No, I mean, I mean, it's not been done tons. Because, like, but it has been done. And now I, I don't mean it's like boring because it's... it's done a lot. I mean, it's boring because why is that funny? It's only funny if you have a kid who's super conservative, a good kid, and then at some point they either decide to be bad or they lose... They lose it because too much pressure, and then they swear. That's not, I'm not saying that's funny. But I've said that the kid who just naturally swears all the time isn't funny. Yeah, I was going to say, having said that, that, it's boring. that the kid swears boring or whatever, some of the funniest parts for me were from that kid. And it wasn't him swearing, it was just things that he said were unexpectedly funny. Um, now, so they're my negatives on the film. It's like a super generic. If it didn't, if nobody mentioned Griswolds and it was just made as a family going on her thing. It would also be this, you know, it could be that. It could have been wrote as something else and they just slotted the Griswolds into it. It's very generic 2015 comedy. That's what it is. It's, what's the one we watched recently, um, last year, with uh, Tammy. It's like that kind of Exactly that. Exactly that. Only with not as much heart. It's like, yeah. Tammy has more of a heart. It's like there's a template nowadays for your modern snarky comedy and this fits exactly with that. Now, I think that takes away from the spirit of the original because the spirit of the original is not a snarky, weird comedy that only adults can watch. Because you can actually watch it with kids. It does have some kind of sex jokes and stuff, but they kind of wrote so they go over your kids' heads and you've, you you know. But they the, don't make a constant joke of pedophilia. No, I'm talking about the original. I know, I'm saying. They don't make a constant joke of pedophilia. That's what I'm saying, so like, yeah. I know, let me finish. They don't make a constant poke, poke, poke at what's uncomfortably not funny but you kind of go well, that's so uncomfortable it makes me go like Ugh. and then other people will be laughing their head off and you're like why is that funny i really don't I thought get some it. of that was actually funny like just in a like daryl from the walking dead saying like you know it's to make kids feel uh, it's funny in a way because it's not kind of expanded upon and it's just but it's it is really to me not in the spirit of the original movie at all like like a lot of the Stuff in this movie. A lot of the situations they get into, some of them are funny and some of them are not. Like, I, I definitely had a... There's a part where they go... I think it... We were laughing at the movie. And then in the middle, the, our laughter stopped from both of us. Yeah, yeah. And there's a scene where, like, they go to... And I said to you, is that a real thing? Where they go to the place where there's four... The corner of four states... And they go there to, and and then he comes up with the idea, let's go and have sex there, because it'll be like fun or whatever. And then there's this thing with like some sheriffs from all the different, and it's just like it's completely flat, completely like it's not funny lame. at all. I was like, whoa! Now for an instant, you have a kernel of a joke there. There's a joke. There's four states coming together, and they're all going to have their own law enforcement. And what does happen if somebody's right here on this corner? And what happens? But now, that's a, that's a kernel of a joke. But then to make them all just these lame-ass idiots, I do not... Now, I've been accused of not having a sense of humor. Oh. That's fine with me. Because I don't find that funny. That they're all actually lame. They're making stereotypical jokes at each other. I wouldn't even things. mind that. It's just not funny. What they're saying is I know, is I'm not, trying to explain yeah. why it's not funny. They're making stereotypical jokes at each other. Hmm. Make, putting down each other's states. That's not funny. There's just this, like vibe of hatefulness I mean a lot of the jokes in this movie I think are very hateful yeah like 
And I don't find. And that's what I'm saying. That that template of a snarky comedy of 2015, you know, like horrible bosses fits into it. All those different types of movies where it's we'll be outrageous, we'll fight each other. But outrageous is one thing. Like a woman who's a you know nymphomaniac, and then she's just out borderline crazy with the sex comments. That's one thing. Because she's not like really insulting anyone or putting anyone down or using someone else at their at her you know comedy isn't at their expense she's actually they're actually making fun of this one character and she's doing it herself right so that's a different kind of thing it's naughty it's dirty it's uncomfortable but she's contained well there's a lot but when no, you start I'm not making even talking fun about of other people i know but i'm saying though, when, i'm talking about how they're snarky and nasty to each other but they're like, not they're not hateful to each other at all they're smart assy but in this, this, there's just that underlying, and you can tell from the two director guys, they think that shit is hilarious. Yeah, because they're and trying. And I don't yeah. find it funny. No, but I do find some of it funny. That's what I'm saying. It's it's really really uneven. Like the parts where it's just silly, and not gross out or you know trying to be super R rated. I actually found were funny, like the car, the ridiculous car, and like the things that the car does. I even found the part where the Ferrari pulls along and what happens with that funny and, like, inventive. Like, it's just silly and, and a good callback to the original, but then funny. Like, Okay, I'll ask you another time. How is that inventive? That's, like, been done so many times. Not in that particular way. Like, you don't... I didn't expect that. So that was, that was um, a, you know, an unexpected thing for me. I liked, I liked that. I liked how the car was silly. I liked how the car was shouting at them from the GPS... Stuff, all that stuff is the PG part of the movie, right? Yet a lot of people would come to this movie f- for the R ratedness. Uh, and the R ratedness is where it's not funny. I mean, when Thor stood there with a big penis in his pants, it's funny for about a second, but then they try and milk the whole thing. Milk. Try and milk the whole thing for two minutes, and it's just. N- I was, at the end of it, I was like, okay, you're supposed to feel awkward during this scene. I. Is that funny? I wasn't even laughing anymore. Like, I was laughing for the first five seconds of that joke. And then, and that's what this movie has a problem with. A lot of the jokes are good for the first five seconds. Then they just make them last longer and too long. And I don't have a problem with none of the R-rated. The R-rated stuff is the problem for me. And I like an R-rated comedy, but not a not funny one. If you recut this movie to not be R-rated and only put the PG stuff in there, how do you feel it would play? Would it be better? No, but it wouldn't be better. It's already. I think it there's just, a better cut of this movie. It cancels out. I mean, all of that unnecessary vulgarity is only just for that sake of it, right? Yeah, it's for the now, sake. Now I like of vulgarity when it fits. Yeah. Like, trust me, I like it. I like yeah, like Animal grossness. House or something, you know. Well, they're not necessarily vulgar at all, really. That's not it. That's not even vulgar at um, all. Bachelor party. The original Bachelor Party? Yeah. With the donkey. Yeah. I mean, it's vulgar, but it, but for some reason, it's... It, well, at that time, it was groundbreaking. Like, nobody had done that stuff. Well, it was been no Groundbreaking's Ameri- a big word. In to... comedy-wise. There'd been no American <laughs> Pie and that kind of thing at that point. I know, but So doing not... something gross out like that is like, oh, wow, they went that far. But they didn't do anything. They just said there was a horse and then it died. I know, but I'm saying it, it, the, the idea of it is enough to go, wow, that movie's pretty risque. I feel like everything's been I'm not done. Not sure about that. I disagree with you. I always that, thought it was a risque. Of movie. Of course you did, but I never did, and I watched it. Right, like and I was 13. really young. Yeah. 
So and, was I. <laughs> but it was just. And like, I thought the idea of bestiality going on was just, you know, going past the mark on a movie like. Mm. Where, and different movies have done it, you know, Pie Fucker in American Pie is crossing the mark, and it was funny because nobody had really done that. I feel like we've done most of the, like, gross-out stuff. We now. haven't done the gross-out stuff, but you have we to do it done... in a way... All the sex jokes have all been done, I think. No, they haven't. Absolutely not. Because you never would have thought of someone having a person screwing in a pie on the screen, either. And then they thought I'm of say- it. I'm saying. What I'm saying is, you didn't think that would have been invented. All right, and we've got. All right, they've not all been done, but we've got to a point where we're anesthetized to anything that's crazy like that. Disagree. I am. That's why they. That's why they want this kid to be the swearing kid. But we've seen it in bad words. I know, but they think that means you're gonna laugh at it because it's funny. Because he says. And it was funny in bad words. Funnily enough, it was funny. Kinda. Yeah, I actually thought that that kid and Jason Bateman had a good chemistry. But that kid didn't swear and stuff. There was a kid in Bad Words that swore a lot. Uh, Which kid? He was a he was a little kid, and he that was the thing on that movie. He just kept swearing. No, he was the one saying the bad words to the kids. That was the thing. But there was a kid who he went out on this adventure with, and the no, kids started swearing. That kid didn't swear. He was a good kid. Remember? Oh, He's, it he must swore, be something else. I'm thinking. He swore under the influence of the guy. He kind of cut loose and then said some naughty yeah, things. Yeah, well, when it, wh- whatever what that mean. was was funny. Right, that's me. exactly what I described before. That that's what makes that funny. But having a kid who just naturally does, and the mom just goes, ah, "Kevin," <gasps> I'm not sure there are kids like that. That I doesn't make it funny. Kids. That makes it boring. Again. <laughs> And no, of course we haven't made up all the jokes that can be told that are shocking. Well, I, I yeah. And you're not anesthetized to it. You're not anesthetized I to am it. already. No, like you're not. Because the next thing that somebody does that you think is funny, that goes over the top a little bit more, you're going to go, wow, never thought of that. So no, I disagree. You're not completely anesthetized. Well, not all. I just said, I, I clarified, not all jokes You said you're anesthetized to it, but you're not. I am anesthetized to these generic R-rated comedies with, like... If if like somebody did a something about Mary scene again, it would I'd be like oh whatever. right. But if they do a thing that goes one thing, and if further, they fuck a pie, will. I'd be like whatever. And then I if understand. they fuck a horse, I'd be like oh whatever. Right, but those are things we've already seen. There's going to be something you haven't seen and you haven't heard of, and they're going to do. And it. that's what. But I'm saying we're anesthetized. I'm not saying it's not. I'm, I, I clarified it's not all been done. I'm anesthetized. You have to get really extreme for me to think oh that, that's really edgy now. I'm saying edgy has been done. It's it's just been done. Uh, in lots funny. of these generic R-rated comedies. I think the edge just keeps moving. They all have one. Right? Okay. Jude has one. Right, they the all edge have a keeps thing. moving, is what I'm saying. And I wasn't... Uh, that was nothing to do with <laughs> what I was saying. I was saying... I did say they'd all been done. Obviously, they haven't clarified that. And then... I understand. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying I'm anesthetized. You're not. I am. To R-rated comedy. When you go gross out. The funniest stuff to me is... I'm anesthetized to things that have been done already, but not to things that could be done again. New things, no. Well, a lot of it's similar to what's already been done, so then it doesn't have the same appeal, is, is what I'm trying to say. Like, if I see a load of space movies, it takes a really, really different, awesome space movie to impress me. Like, if I, say I watch 30 space movies, it'd be hard to like for me to get a space movie that's really good after that. Hmm. I guess we just see different... It really takes a lot. It could take one thing to make it special or interesting again. Yeah, so this movie has nothing special or interesting (laughs) aside from it's got a good... The one thing I think is really good here, and it's going into the cast, is Ed Helms' Rusty Griswold. It really captures the spirit of the original one. with, And he doesn't really go that overboard with 
like gross out stuff. His character is pre. It's like it's like um, Chevy Chase. It's he's obviously drawing from it, but I like I always liked that. That was what I liked about the original movie, like his spirit and how. No matter what, this is going to be fun for you all, even though it's not. I, I always that's the whole heart of the vacation movies, and they pulled that off here, and that's the good part for me. And you, you that don't. just tells you so much about your personality and so much about mine, because I find it because I find that really funny. I don't find it funny or endearing or charming at all. I find it like hopelessly. See, I love that somebody like, wants. To. I don't like optimism and that in that way it's just it's pointless yeah but it's but it's kind of pathetic and yeah, it makes good, good comedy point. for me it's like do you know when but like, you are and then you are a hopeless optimist but as when well. you're like watching it and it's all very it's awkward that's what i like about it but in the old movies the family weren't quite as snarky as this mm-hmm. family this family is like the ultimate snarky they're not family. really snarky at all I mean, she's not. Maybe snack is the, the wrong kid's word. The kid's not. Let's say unoptimistic. They're whatever over it. Like, it, it, like in the old one, they did have some. They could Clark could talk them around to maybe having some fun or this is going to be cool, and they do have some fun. In this one, I feel like they're not. There's never any fun to be had. Like for the rest of them, apart from maybe at the end. Yeah, I think that's how they always were. They always were rolling their eyes and I guess bored, not for me. and you know. In the original, yes, they rolled their eyes and stuff, but then they got with the spirit of him and they did have some fun time, especially in the European one when they, they, you know, a lot of the activities they do in there, they actually got into it. In this, they're just like pissed off, a pissed off kid, an artistic kid who doesn't give a, doesn't really want to, the mother who's uninterested. I disagree. I disagree, but we're different, so. I don't think she's interested at all. She's uninterested. So that's what I liked about it. (laughs) <laughs> that Ed Helms plays Rusty really well. I thought he did play it really well. You don't think think he was? Uh, I think he's just again really uninteresting. And while he has moments of that, he's com- I'm convinced he's the Rusty guy with the optimism, and he's just sort of dopey and funny. After about twenty minutes or half an hour of it, with it's never ending. It isn't funny anymore to me. Like there's nothing. He never comes up with a good idea, ever. There's never a, like, da-da-da. Like, the only thing that happens that crystallizes this family is some stupid fight. Which I find another thing, that where he, like, everybody's like, oh, now we can respect our dad, because he wants to beat the shit out of somebody. They don't find that funny. And I don't find, I think he, if they had just added a little bit more, but I keep thinking of those director guys... They have no, their standard is extremely low. <laughs> like, their comedy, in their mind, this is funny. And you keep him, it's just like monotone. It's lowbrow humor. Well, I basically. mean, him specifically. He He's kept at this, like, there's never a big heart to him. It's just this, a dad who wants to do great by his family. And there never is a peak of, like, where I'm thinking, wow, he... I'm really behind this guy because all of a sudden he's he's sacrificed something or he's done something where I feel like it's not just him scooting along kind of blind to his wife not being necessarily happy and his kids being bored, but he's actually going to be like, has a turnaround in his mind. Like, crap, my family's not happy. I need to do something 
There's never any of that. It's all just same, same, goofy, silly stuff. And I guess that goes down to me not having that kind of sense of humor. Even though he's good at it. Yeah, absolutely. The character, I'm not that interested in. Uh, Christina Applegate plays Debbie Griswold. She's my favorite thing of the I, movie. I just thought she was, like, just ordinary. <laughs> I think she's the best part of the movie. I didn't find her that funny. She's, like, overplaying everything. But that's the everything. thing. See, that's the thing. She's underdoing it all to me. She's right. just, like, uh, she has a moments where she just is nothing reaction. And that's perfect. Because everybody else is being, like, the swearing kid and the geeky brother and the dad who's just and she just looks at him like what and there's no too much to me except for the one scene with the beard that's the only time and i don't think that i mean that whole scene was just shit but i don't think that was her that's not her that's them writing it and putting her in that situation i'm I'm just i was just referring to that scene that that, but you're saying she's too over the top i didn't like her in it at all like i loved her in anchorman um i did not like her in this you know why Exactly. In Anchorman, she's very funny. The comic timing is really good. I find it, well, to my taste anyway, I, I like the comic timing. In this... What do you mean timing? Just the way she phrases it. The But it is a very different movie. It's a ad-libby kind of movie. I think she's really good at that. This movie is a straight script kind of movie. It's not really an ad-libby kind of movie, by the looks of it, anyway. Um, and yeah, she's just doing... What I expect. There's nothing surprising. That scene's surprising. But Ed Helms is surprising to you. No, not at all. I then how I is he good? Was. You said he's good. I just like... <laughs> Rusty isn't supposed to be surprising, and that's what he played well, I thought. But why is she supposed to be? Because she was in Anchorman? No, I'm just saying about her... Just remember, she's been married to Rusty now for many years. She's probably just... I mean, yeah. He's all she an, can do is react to him, and she's perfect. I she's... just... It didn't do anything for me. As well as the two kids, Skylar Gizzold and Steel Stabbins, who played James and Kevin. Um, they were fine, but nothing special, but unfortunately. What, but the script that was wrote for them is, it's stupid, and it's almost, like, demeaning to people. Like, it, it's... The, the directors in the extra said, oh yeah, we really wanted to like uh, really change that up, right? So change up the relationship between these two. So what they did, really cleverly, is just switched it around. Like the younger brother bullies the older one instead of the other way around. Wow. That's never been done before. And they, they were almost saying like, yeah, this is like, we made it so much different because of this. So you made the little kid really sweary and bullyish. Who would actually put a plastic bag over his brother's head to suffocate him? And you made the bigger brother kind of wussy. That that's funny? Not really. It's not funny the other way around either. So I feel a bit for these kids because they're good kids at acting, but it's kind of they're shit very what good they're given, like at yeah. what they're yeah they're very good at what they're given, like very good. Yeah, but what they're given is just. <laughs> and I don't know they they sounded excited when we watched the extras to be in this movie. But I think they could do better. It's just not, you know, it's dumb. Do you think by now anyone can tell that we weren't big, huge fans of this movie? Um, so Chris Hemsworth makes a guest appearance in the middle of the movie with Leslie Mann, who's Judd Apatow's wife, and they play Stone and Audrey Crandall. You'll know Audrey because she is the daughter of Chevy Chase in the original movies, not played by the same actress, but that is a theme of these movies. So what did you think of these two? 
I can't, I don't, I don't know how they're going to get tired of me saying this, but there is so boring that whole section as well. I was literally, literally, I was thinking, excited. I was literally to thinking Audrey. to myself, I could go to the bathroom right now. You don't have to pause. I actually thought that. Like, so, I don't care. I couldn't care less about the, what's going to happen here. As soon as we met them, and she's acting like this dingbat, which she's not in any of the other. But the only one that she was sort of dingbatty in was Vegas. Uh, no, vaca- uh, European vacation where she was just moping over the boy the whole time, yeah, you that's know. What... And she was kind of dingbatty about it. But this was just like complete indulgent. Hey, we've got Thor and we've got Leslie Mann, who we think is like a comedy genius woman. I disagree with them in this movie. It reminds it like, me of like Meet the Parents. What was the point? What was the point just of going to get there? Audrey in there somehow? Exactly. That was the point. It had you could have cut that entire section out, other than them needing clothes and probably got some money or something because of what happened before, mm. but. It was just like, oh, well, yeah, we got to get in here somehow and not make it interesting or fun or anything. And I'm not a big, you know, you can show me all the sex jokes in the world. I'm having a guy with a big dick. It's not that funny. And <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't know why there was, that's there was funny. A little, there was a few parts where Chris Helmsworth was, was funny, I thought. Like, I thought, oh, wow, yeah, he's really, like. They do a fine job individually if that was like a skit they were doing. Like if you had taken that and make it as a skit, then they were funny together and each individual little moment, you could be like, they're just having a good time. I'm totally for that. But as a part of a story that you're telling me about this family. And I really like Leslie Mann, but this is nothing. Like it's, it's like she, um, this, like not, not, she's not trying because we know how funny she can be and how into a character she can be. Like this is 40 where she, Mm-hmm. It's funny, but also, you know, everything. She's everything. In this, it's just nothing. It's cardboard one dimensional. Cutout. Both yeah. of them are cardboard I wouldn't cutout. even know it was Audrey. That's why I was saying to you. This exactly. Could, you could take Vacation and Griswolds and Wally World out of this. Just have it as a generic road trip movie with none of that. Plus, for I mean, the little bit that we know about Audrey, from yeah. the few movies that we've seen, she doesn't have great self-esteem. Mm-hmm. She's always had a little bit of a, like, you know, boy problem. And here, all of a sudden, she's this gorgeous... Rich, who's been married dominated to a, by this man. She's married to like some famous weatherman or something on the local news channel. Totally not like I'm. I know I'm overthinking it, so you don't have to worry about that. I'm fully aware of that. But there's so many possibilities to make a 2015 version of this kind, this branch of this family seem interesting and fun and relevant. And I hate to use that word because it's really pretentious, but it's so not relevant the way that every single person is i'm looking at the picture now i'm just like <laughs> if i forgot ant-man in one week how the hell um no i'm not gonna remember this one they try and make the, the pictures like he's trying to be like superman there but no it's the somewhere um so uh, finally and this is the cherry on the top for some people or the shit on the top of the ice cream pie for others um, is Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo, the original stars of Vacation, playing reprising their roles as Clark Griswold and Ellen Griswold. So how did you feel about them cropping up? I mean, we knew they were going to crop up because we saw a trailer or something along the line. Um, Terrible. Now, I, I would say super underutilized for, like, I mean... We're talking about the original stars from the original movie. They, they're on. I bet they're on the screen five minutes of the whole runtime. And I'm going to give you the opposite point of view. They're way overused for me because they were terribly uninteresting. 
not the same Griswolds that we know. When she said something in the extras about being this character again, I'm like, what are you talking about? You said like two lines. You sat at a table. You said a thing. You stood at a doorway and said another thing. There's no character. It's involved. pretty disappointing for me. Like hugely disappointing. And it's like Clark had all the wind suck out of him. Like, um, like, like he's like Clark isn't to me. Like Chevy Chase is trying to be Clark a yeah, little and bit. Yeah, they trying to be ironic with them having a bed and breakfast, as yeah. if. We've yeah. known them for 30 years, right? They're not going to have a bed and breakfast. No, they'll be traveling. I don't even, no, probably not even that. I don't even know what they'd be, so I'm not going to I feel like, like they'd I'd be know. in an RV, retired, driving wherever Clark wants adventures. them to go. Having a wacky adventure. <laughs> not in a bed and breakfast. So they'd have, so this would be even funnier. Okay, we're going to go see mom and dad, but we don't know where they are. We yeah. have to track them down. That could have been the premise of the whole movie. And had a parallel because experience. one of the things is Clark... He's still got the adventure in him because he's still got the car in his garage. Yep. So it's still there. He's so not. They could have been driving that thing. Yeah, that's what I think. It's messed up. Like it, they they didn't utilize them properly. Now they might not have utilized them because neither of them seem very committed to it. Committed or healthy. It looked like one well. day to me for it that. It seems to me like they're not well. Either one of them. Well, we know, yeah we know. Well, I don't know how chances. unwell he is. I'm just saying both of them seem like unhealthy all well, the old. way around. Yeah. Well, not that old. They're younger than my mother. Yeah. My mother could have done a funnier scene than that, and she just would know nothing. I just felt like, wow, wow, wow. You know, I don't... I expected... I didn't even expect anything, because I, I forgot they were in I it. actually expected that part of the movie to be very funny and redeem it a little bit for me. Like, like I knew they were coming. Like, there was going to be, it's like, ah! Yeah. I'm like, okay, this was all worth it, because that part was so good. Like, you know, memories, they're funny. But it was nothing. It was really blank. It was like, I mean... They resorted to um, Chevy Chase wrestling with a guitar, doing slapstick stuff with a guitar, with a guitar and spraying Lysol into a, 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 you know, Febreze on a bed, like, like he's just hapless and like lost everything. Like it's yeah, it didn't fit for me. So you know, it kind of I was expecting that to be the redemption period of the movie, and it wasn't. It actually made it worse. And then they end up fighting, which is like oh. That was you know? the that's just like why do you why do you think that's funny? Why as a writer, as a director, as a producer, as an actor, as the boom guy, as the lighting guy, as everybody there's hundreds of people involved in making a movie. Plus, you have many different versions of it getting written and rewritten and practicing and all that kind of stuff, rehearsing. At what point was this funny to anyone? I mean, I mean, how? Is I mean, it funny? comedy is really subjective, and I understand people like really dumb comedy. Some people like a bit more, like um, intellectual, like more funny. Right, and I'm asking, how? Why is it funny? I'm not saying to you it isn't funny, or to you know, someone. No, I'm person. saying I know that I know. I, a lot, know, I know a lot of people who find this hilarious. But I want the explanation. Yeah. I want to know why it would be. And funny. And that's a hard thing to say, isn't it? Why do you think that's funny? It's a hard question to answer, isn't it? Because sometimes it's just a guttural reaction, like. Uh, I might laugh at something in Anchorman and then think about it and go, I don't know why the fuck I'm laughing at that. It's just funny, like, like something. We watched Peep Show the other day, which is infinitely more funny than this movie. There's an <laughs> episode. <laughs> Peep Show's back, by the way. It's a British TV. It's show. over now. It's not over yet. Oh. Um, it's a British TV show, and uh, the third episode of the new season was a dinner party episode, <laughs> and me and you were just in a stir. It was, but when you say why. Why were you in hysterics and you had to pause it? It was so funny. It's hard to explain to somebody why it's funny. And then another person would go, well, that's not funny. True. So, 
Comedy's really hard for somebody. Is that comedy? Your mom might sit there I can and explain this. Go that comedy? With the peep show and him being, you know, in that particular scene about the eyelids and stuff. There's nothing that's hateful or snotty or hurtful to anyone else. They're not attacking anyone. There's It's a completely contained situation. This character that we've got to know has these two different sides to him. And there's this element of him that's just weird funny. But it's not pointed at anyone. It's not hurtful to anyone. It is completely wrapped up in this guy being like you can't even understand where he's coming from. As soon as that boils over and someone else becomes a target or someone else becomes, and I don't mean just like you can't have jokes at each other and stuff, but there's a very pointedness at some of this modern, I'm doing air quotes, which I don't usually do, but you can't see me. Um, I just feel... It doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't, I wouldn't stand for it in my family. My mother didn't stand for it from, from us being hateful to each other. She just wouldn't. You but, would get, you would get fingers snapped Well, then there are families you. who, it's... Right, it's, but that doesn't make it funny. You even know a family who it oh, would yeah. be possible uh, in your family where this would be all right to do to each other. Yeah, that well, that they're doing it to actually be hateful of me, yeah. not even to be funny. <laughs> I yeah, <guess. laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't. I doesn't. But it, comedy's really hard to put a finger on. Is what I mean. And uh, if I'm telling you this is bad, this might be the best movie you've ever seen, right? So I feel like it's hard. I don't to, think it's a bad movie. In fact. I think it's well I mean, made. It's, it's got a budget, obviously. It's. I mean, I don't, I don't know about money for movies. I'm just saying, like, it's I mean, well it put together. Well. It's edited well. It's got a certain pace. It's the right length. I did ever, other than the scene with Audrey, I never had the urge to just get up and walk out. I don't. But I, it was fine. I don't feel like it was edited that well. I feel like there were bits where it just felt skippy, like 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 there was something. I think else. edited well for what it is. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I feel like there was more to it, and they really cut it down, like it. Well, was 99 minutes. Because it felt brief to me that the journey it's you know when you know in the first one, and the first one's not particularly long either. Um, it feels like you went on this giant journey across the country. I felt I always felt like, wow, whew, that was a long thing. Well, you were like 15. Yeah. But so in this remember. one I felt like whoop, 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 here's some situations quick where across the thing. I don't see much of the country, there's not many shots of anywhere. You didn't see much in the other original either. Don't fool yourself. I just felt like I did yeah, from that did. map with the line going across <laughs> it. I don't know. But you didn't really. It's the same. Same kind of pacing for sure. But uh, So this is directed by John Francis Daly and Jonathan M. Goldstein. They've never directed a movie before. And not being rude to them. I, I'm, you know, that's enough for me. I'm not being rude to them. <laughs> being I mean, go and make some more movies, whatever. Uh, movies is a good thing, <laughs> making movies. They're not my cup of tea at all. Really And, and I could tell, you know, when they were sat there being interviewed and they are that, you know, it's that comedy, like Parks and Recreation and it's that snack. It's the um, like ad-libbing run amok. Where they are in a conversation, doing an interview, and yet then they get off on a tangent that they think is funny. Mm-hmm. And then they just riff off of one another. And it isn't funny. And not it to me. I mean, it just... They're trying really hard to be funny. Yes. But they're not. And that comes across in the movie. Yeah, trying way too hard. Yeah. I like, agree. Like, if you'd have... If you wouldn't have tried... if I don't think I've disliked an, as, this much about a movie in a very long time. You are. You'd really dislike something, give it one out of ten... Like this year sometime. But that was more like... I don't know what it was. I don't either. But I remember disliking every... All along the way, having the feeling like, 
Ugh. Like, and the little gems oh, to it, me. It was the other comedy we watched. <laughs> Probably. It was another comedy we watched this year that was just. Oh, it was uh, the one with the two women. Reese Witherspoon. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Which is another cookie cutter. But you know what? That one had moments that I laughed my head off. Yeah. Very And that few one moments. was PG 13, not trying to be super. It was sweaty. just. Blah. It wasn't well made. I don't think it wasn't we're well prudes and don't like swearing in no. movies. Because oh. I. I, I love Tarantino no. <laughs> and that, you know. I swear all the time. You even have the nerve to say to me, well, you don't need to swear. Well, fuck that. I'll swear whenever I want. But, and I'll say dirty things, and I have a naughty sense of humor. I have a dark side. All of that. Very dark side. But there has to be a, you know, I don't know. I don't slot into this particular slot. I can say, it's like there's a, the studios have this thing that they see, have seen be successful. The Hangover, that kind of movie. And there's a but temp- you're elevating this one then to that. No, I'm saying there's a template for that mm-hmm. nowadays in the studio system, I feel, of this is how we make one of these comedies that people like now. We've decided they like this. <laughs> uh, so that that template, take that and put the Griswolds in it. Because the Griswolds are good. People have a nostalgia for them. And, you know, everybody wants the naughty comedy now. And that's what I feel this movie is. It's a talk in a boardroom. Of how do we do vacation? Well, we have to be super risky. Perhaps it'd be funnier, like I say, if it was a PG version of this. Without all the stupid... Because I tell you, the R-rated stuff, like I said at the beginning, is the unfunniest stuff. And I'm all for a bit of R-rated comedy, but none of this is funny to me. So extras, there are a few. There's a gag reel. There's a couple of making ofs. One of them is the one that I said that the two directors talk and they're both dressed up in top hats and tails. Top hats and tails and there's no and this is exactly what their comedy is. Let's dress up in top hat and tails and never mention why we dressed up in them because that's funny, right? And it's not, is it? I mean, it's not. You're just like, "Oh, come on." <laughs> Somebody one of those two said to it said to them, "Oh, wouldn't it be funny if we did this?" No, it wouldn't be funny, because it, it, it's not. So there are a lot of extras there, um, but they're just your standard, you know, how they made the film. I was interested in how they made the car, because there is a... I thought the car was a funny thing in this movie. There's this weird car that they're in, which is a riff on the station wagon, but modern. And it's full of gadgets, and it's ridiculous. It's almost Anchorman levels of ridiculous. There's buttons that you press in the car that do things that are totally unnecessary for anybody. It's got two fuel tanks, but it always runs out of petrol all the time. It's funny, like all that stuff. And none of that stuff's the risky stuff. So, uh, yeah, there are a few extras, but nothing worthy of note, really. Nothing. So, in conclusion, we both love this movie. <laughs> right? Uh, no. Now, I, it's funny, because like, I, I don't want to hate on anything, and I'm not hating this movie, because I do like the... There are a couple of things that I liked... One thing made me laugh out loud, and it was just that kid being rude at the at the table, watching his iPad at the beginning. And you know why? The kid says something rude, like he, he makes fun of his brother, and then he mocks his brother, and says it really out loud. And it's just like, <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> and that was funny to me the first time because the kid was funny, and the first time though. But then that joke just becomes the joke, and then after about the third time, I was like, okay, that kid's going to do that, and then it wasn't funny anymore. <laughs> so right at the beginning of the movie I laughed I laughed a couple of times but it and was, I laughed throughout just a it little was kind bit of near but the it beginning. was almost always at Christina Applegate to be honest 
And mine was almost always at that kid, the younger one. And, uh, yeah, it was almost always at that kid. But like I say, it wears off quickly. So, um, what's your conclusion? I didn't like it. (laughs) And I didn't like it either. I'd find it hard to recommend it, even to a fan of the Vacation series. Now, if you're, if you've got no ties to the Vacation series because you're younger and you've never heard of them or seen them, and they do make a funny, I thought that was I don't think that makes it funny. That's not going to make it funny. No, I'm not saying it'll make it funny. I'm saying maybe not having any of the ties to it and expecting a certain thing. Nope. Might make it better? No. Because it then it, make it better. If you just think it's a gen- if you just go in as it's a generic R-rated comedy with some. So would that that make it funnier to you? Well, I'm saying to you, I'm not saying to me. I'm I know, saying, but to you, if you just subtract. I'm saying it. the younger generation who might think. Um, it doesn't make it funny. Tammy was hilarious. Right, but that doesn't mean they don't can't watch the vacation the original. They would still think it's funny if they think Tammy's hilarious. They're they going to think, think it's like hilarious dated no matter what. And just don't watch all that old. No, they're not. 70s what do you think movie? people are like? Is it from the 70s? The two boys in this movie love the vacation movies. Because they had probably had to watch it. To, he said to he'd already seen them all and was shocked when he was doing the audition for it. Yeah. So I disagree with you yet again. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't nothing know. can make I, it I reckon funnier. if you, I reckon if you got like a hundred ten-year-olds in a room and said, ten-year-olds is different. A hundred fifteen-year-olds in a room and said, have you watched National Lampoon's Vacation? I, I bet you. I bet it's five percent. What's that got to do with this movie again? About like it appealing. If you subtract all the old nostalgia. You're just a young, a 20-year-old who's never heard of the original or whatever. So the original has nothing to do with it. And go and see this. Maybe that would be better. But that doesn't make sense, because that means the original doesn't have to exist or it can exist. It's just down to their sensibilities. I'm saying that if you come at it that way... It doesn't make it funny, though. I didn't say make it funny. I say if you come at it that way, maybe it's a better movie for you. As If you just like generic R-rated comedies, and you have no nostalgia to the vacation thing at all, this might be funny in a way that due date was funny for me. Why? Well, there's nothing to. It's just funny along the way, right? Mm, I don't think might be something in there that's funny along the way for you. I don't think they're connected, though. Well, I feel that what distra- what detracted from this movie for me was me having a connection with the original, and this not living up to any of it. And even when it does, you you see the original stars from the original movie. It falls apart see, for me all everything from vacation the original none of it ever measured up so it doesn't matter to me i didn't like european vacation as much didn't right, like and european was better for me than the first one and so nothing nothing is what it, the original thing is anyway and i think that's just because i'm european so european i i related to it better because they were in england they were in paris i think that's how it worked for me whereas you're american so the first one no, I more. think it was just because it was the same thing again, only in a different place, so it didn't make it any funnier to me. Right. Plus, I like the original Audrey and Rusty. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going on record. My favorite is the European <laughs> vacation. Always has been. Always will be, I guess. You and know? you think now they're going to make another one where they're going to Europe. I do feel or some, Well, it won't be Europe this time. It'll be somewhere else. Yeah, Chinese vacation. I feel there will be another one of these movies. Oh, an in opportunity this to make lots of culturally, politically yeah. incorrect references. I believe there will be another va- vacation, too. I believe they will be. I don't know. Was it successful? Yes. Fairly. Mm. Fairly. Like these movies are. You know? Like I say, you, there's this formula and uh, people watch it. So uh, thanks to Warner Brothers for the Blu-ray. If you want to win a contest, you can go to com. And this week we have some Blu-rays for giveaway. 
We also have, uh, in the first week of January, which isn't far off, we'll have three new contests coming up. And you can win a copy of Green Inferno, Eli Roth's new movie that we've talked about. Uh, you can also win a copy of Sinister 2. And uh, another movie I have not confirmed yet, but there will be three really big contests coming up, so stay tuned to aschoolie.com for that. Um, you can also, next week's Blu-ray review will be Terminator Genesis, the new, the big blockbuster movie from this summer. So yeah, we'll be watching the new Terminator movie. And uh, movie recommendations, we're not going to forget them this week. We are going to definitely say them. And mine is... The Vacation Trilogy, which I just realized is not a trilogy. There's actually five movies in the Vacation series. I don't recommend all of them, but I do recommend the first two. Because that Vegas one is not very good. So yeah, I recommend... No, I no, I do recommend three of them. I recommend National Lampoon's Vacation, National Lampoon's European Vacation, and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I... Those three, I recommend. And that Christmas one, I think is a classic. It's really fun to watch around the Christmas time. Uh, so yours are? Mine are... Oh, we're gonna... s- sorry. I said the trilogy. Uh, the Vacation, that was just my first movie. Oh, yeah. My second one's Due Date, which is a road trip movie that I had no preconceived thing for. It's just a thing. And I enjoyed it. I thought it was really funny. Robert Downey Jr. is funny in it. Due Date. And mine are, we're going to pay homage to the original Rusty, who could have very easily been Rusty in this movie. He's still a working actor. And they are Sixteen Candles, Weird Science, and Breakfast Club. Those three movies have at least one person in common, if not more. John Hughes. Anthony Michael Hall. And John Hughes. I don't care about him. I only care about (laughs) him because he's the main guy. As a little bit of trivia, John Hughes is in this movie. At the beginning, in one of the photographs. There's some funny photographs at the beginning of this movie, which actually started off the movie like, oh, this is kind of interesting. It's a good good title sequence. (laughs) And there is a photo with a picture of John Hughes there, if you're really observant. No, I didn't, but if you're observant, you'll find him. So, uh, games and Ace Cully stuff. I've been playing a couple of games this week. I've been playing both these games on Steam through my new Steam Link with the Steam controller. I've been playing Dirt Rally, which is the new Dirt game that came out a while ago. But it's the newest of the Dirt games. And it fully focuses on rally driving instead of all the other things that they kept adding. So it's Colin McRae kind of uh, rallying. And you know rallying, don't you? Like uh, it's the, uh, you drive through the trees and the round a dirt track really, really fast. Not a track, A to B. Like, so you're in Scotland, you go from this farm up the hill to this other farm or whatever. And along the way, there are obstacles, there are hairpin turns. You have a co-driver who you have to listen to very carefully to know where you're going to turn. It's really fun. A lot of the... What happened with the Dirt series over the years, though, is it drifted away from being, like, serious and went into the, like, arcade kind of, like, smashing cars up. And, in fact, Dirt Showdown was uh, just clear demolition derby. You smash cars into each other. And it kind of went away from its serious racing driving roots to this more fun, dumbed down thing that, you know, everybody would like. This game is really hardcore, like super hardcore. You've got to be into racing and into rally driving. It's not a fun game like where anybody can pick it up and play. It's quite difficult to steer and control. But give it a while and you'll get good at it. And it's really rewarding. I 
what I really like best about it is it has this mode, an online mode, but it's not like where you play with other people. It's a daily thing. And every day there's a, there's a race. So you, you log in once a day and this race pops up. And what you do is you go and do that race. It gives you a car and you go and finish the stage. And it might take you five to ten minutes. And at the end of the stage, it puts you on a leaderboard, your time, with all the other people in the world. You're not racing against them. It's just they've done it as well. And they have a time and you have a time. And you all go up on this leaderboard. And when the 24 hours is up, you get a prize based on how well you did. So if you were 200th, which I was yesterday, actually 200th out of uh, 50,000 or something, which is... Very good. You get a really good prize that day, which prizes in this game equal money. And the money buys you new rally cars. And it's really hard to get money to buy cars. So you have to get better and do well in these daily events. I find that really appealing to just once a day, dip into it, play for 15 minutes and then come out. You're not like a commitment kind of thing. It's just like... I'll just do my thing now. I like that model. And that's in there. And that's where I've been having the most fun. It also has a weekly and a monthly challenge, which is a longer thing. Like the monthly challenge is like a like 300 mile track this month, which would take you a long time to drive down. It's 300 miles and you've got to do a really good time. So it's like intense. It might take you about an hour to drive it. Um... But there's a huge prize involved in the monthly one. Like, huge. You'll be able to buy most of the cars immediately if you won it. So, that's Dirt Rally. The other game I've been playing this week is Just Cause 3, which is the new Just Cause game. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Just Cause 2 as well recently. Um, and this is essentially the same game. If you like Just Cause one, uh, 2 and 1, you're going around, you're a dude... Rico Rodriguez, I believe he's called. And he's a just cause. Is He has a just cause. There's a dictator taking over this idyllic place like Tropico. And uh, your aim as the rebel is to go around and liberate all the areas from this dictator. So you're going into these villages. And the way you liberate, for some reason, is you blow everything up. Which doesn't sound very liberating to me, because you're just ruining the place, right? And then what do the villagers have after that? You know? Like, like the military's not in there, but they've got nothing, because you blew all the houses up and everything. So it's not very liberating to me. But it's liberating to play, because you get to blow everything up. So let's just say this game, what you do, and what you're doing at the moment in a game called Cities is building stuff. Well, you just blow all that up. I love blowing stuff up, so it's really fun. It's really graphically nice this time as well. You actually, what did you think? You've seen it. Yeah, it's really good. Really pretty, like it's yeah, the place. Yeah, you can just watch you play for a while. Yeah, the place where it takes place, which is fictional, it's not a real place, is beautiful. It's like, you know, you're on holiday, blue sea, coral reefs, islands with military, <laughs> military bases on them that you can go and blow up. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's just cause three. I've been really enjoying it. So, Sito, what's for dinner? Tonight will be a hodgepodge, which is I found some gluten-free pasta in the cupboard, Ooh, carrots and peas, and we have some Morningstar quote-unquote chicken nuggets, which have never been opened. It's going to make those. They're um, nuggets of... It's not chicken. It's... Soy protein. S- soy protein. 
Mm-hmm. Textured side protein. Yeah. <laughs> and vegetables, whatever other vegetables. I really like them. They, they, well, no, these are Meringstar. We haven't had them before, I don't think. I think we have, yeah. And they just taste similar. Very similar. They're not as good as corn. No, Those they're more the chewy. Best ones. Mm. Yeah, these, so we'll see, but that's it. And your advice? Um, you know, I get so sick of people being dicks all the time, and people can think I'm a dick, I'm sure. But the thing is, and I was listening, I forget what I was watching, or what we're talking about, I don't even remember what it was, and the idea of, like, capitalism kind of crisscrosses with my idea of being a certain kind of person, that if you're going to be a dickhead, just be it. Like, be who you are. I mean, you don't have to be a dickhead. Be who you are, and then let the market decide what you are. Like, (laughs) my brother has to know that he sounds like an asshole 80% of the time. He has to know it. But he is it. And let the chips fall where they may. If you don't like me, you don't like me. I'm like that too, you know? Other people I see really, really, really trying hard to manipulate how other people see them when in fact they're not that on the inside, you know? So they're trying to manipulate the market. <laughs> like trying to make it, I don't know, some other kind of economic system around them. Social system around them. When I think just be who you are. If you're like super nice and I don't know, this is my interpretation of super nice. Like you're a doormat and you're just super sensitive and you let everybody walk all over you and then you feel bad about it and you're a little passive aggressive about it. Just be it. I might not like you, but so what? Yeah, and that is a type of person. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's not yeah. wrong to be that. Well, it's wrong to me, but that's because but, it doesn't know, fit with That's what me. you are. <laughs> yeah. Don't try and I and do me. love some people who have a lot of those traits, and I don't want them to change who they are or how they are. I don't like it when they when people try to pretend to be something different and then try to get other people to like them or whatever. And I've said it many times in different ways, but that's my new way of saying it, like... If you're going to be a dickhead, just do it and then let the market decide. All if right. somebody didn't like you, don't try, don't change. Don't try to be something different. Just go for it. All right. So good advice. <laughs> um, would you give people advice to watch this movie, Vacation? Uh, depends on the person. Probably not. Good advice. So <laughs> remind you about our website, sayschoolie.com, sidsaw.com. You can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can catch this podcast... If you're not already, you don't already know, which you probably do because you're listening to it. On the iTunes Music Store, which is where most of you listen, I've noticed. Stitcher.com, search for after the show. Uh, the Xbox podcast app. Or go to the um, RSS feed, ascully.com slash podcast. You can listen to it right on the page or you can subscribe in anything. I actually use Feedly as my podcast reader. It's... um. On Windows, it's on iPhone, it's on Android. I also would like to point you towards my email address, ascully at ascully.com. You can email me and leave feedback. Don't email SidTalk. She doesn't want you to leave her any feedback. And finally, ooh, it's difficult. Stay classy. National Lampoon's European Vacation. (laughs) You wanted to say Chevy Chase, didn't you? But you can't, because he's not. I'm going to say think for yourself, or someone's going to be doing it for you.